Every woman has a relationship with Aunt Flo. That's the name the women in my family gave her. Maybe yours did too. But what happens when that relationship gets complicated? What's your overreaction? Welcome to your safe space to wrestle, reconcile, relish, and rejoice in the complicated relationship we have with our reproductive health. It's storytelling with a side of science. You're now listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Hey y'all, it's your chief storyteller, Tanil Daniels, and I would like to welcome you to the Overreaction Podcast. (sighs) Do y'all remember the Face Off album with Bow Wow and Omarion? One of the songs on that album was Girlfriend. Yep, that's my girlfriend. Yep, that's my girlfriend. All my, all my shorty with me all the time. See how safe I keep her right by myself. Yep, that's my girlfriend. Yep, that's my girlfriend. Omarion came and made your girl his girlfriend. Since the last episode, I caught COVID. As my doctor said, the bad news is you caught COVID. And the good news is you caught COVID. In her mind, the positive was that my symptoms were mild and that I would be immune from catching COVID for the next 90 days unless the new variant shows up. And I've already seen some articles about an Omega variant. I mean, when will this end? I was able to elude COVID for two years and one day finally caught up with me. But um, the blessing is that I am vaccinated and boosted and overall my body responded pretty well. Um, For me, it felt like a cold with some fatigue. Speaking of fatigue, I know many of us have severe COVID fatigue and we are moving out in this world based on this new normal, but I implore you to continue to be as safe as possible. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I contracted COVID, but um, I will say that I was out and about, not like really a whole lot, but I did go out one day to watch um, one of the playoff games and the next day I was sick. Um, I don't know if it's transmitted that fast, but somewhere along the way, Omarion, Omicron, COVID caught me. So, you know, I know that nothing is foolproof, of course, but let's make sure that we all continue to do our part to keep ourselves and our family and our friends as safe as possible. So now that you know where I've been, um, it's story time. On episode five, Don't You Have Someone? I shared with you my response to the most asked question I received when I told people I was going on this single mother by choice journey. At first, when people would ask, I would say, "Mm, no, not really. But there is this one person I would consider. And by April 2020, the answer was a hard no. If you haven't listened to the episode, go take a listen of how I got from, uh, maybe 
to a hard no. That hard no led me to begin my search for my future baby daddy. This is episode six, Shop Till You Drop. Once I knew that the guy was no longer an option, I had to begin the process of shopping for a sperm donor. I come from a long line of diehard shoppers as a little girl. On Saturdays, me, my mother, and my grandmother would head to all of the I'm going to call them old time stores like Sears and Ames and Roses. We would also hit up Hex and TJ Maxx and Marshalls. TJ Maxx and Marshalls are still my jam. So um, those are have withstood the test of time. <laughs> and we would tear those stores up. Um, I still love shopping to this day. So I was hopeful that, you know, this shop till I drop process of finding this donor um, would be an enjoyable process despite some of the known challenges. Before we move on, I want to say, do you all remember it was a TV show called Shop Till You Drop, like back in the 90s, where they would go um, into this like fake setup of a mall and had to do all these different challenges to win the game? That used to be my show. Again, I have the heart of a true shopper. Let me get back on topic. Again, I wanted and hoped that I would have an enjoyable process um, looking for a donor despite some of the known challenges. And now I want to share with you the science. I wanted to take a few moments to read to you some statistics that will help you understand the challenges I and many other African-American women who want to use an African-American donor face. If you visit any cryobank website, you will definitely notice the lack of donor diversity. Shady Grove recommends using um, one of the larger sperm banks. So there are three that they recommend. It's uh, California Cryobank, the Seattle Sperm Bank, and Fairfax Cryobank located right here in the DMV area. Um, So in doing my research for this, according to an article by Angela Hatim from Insider.com, she wrote an article back in 2020, they did a review of the sperm donor donor registry um, on California Cryobank. There were a total of 433 donors listed on the site at that time. 260 of them were Caucasian and 15 were African-American. To give you a lay of the land, some of you may already know this, but African-Americans are more likely to experience fertility issues compared to whites or Caucasians, if we're being politically correct, um, but historically have been less likely to seek treatment. Scott Brown, the vice president of strategic alliances for California Cryobank, actually looked him up on LinkedIn because I wanted to see if he was black or white. Um, I had a thought in my mind, but I did not want to assume. So I did some research and Scott Brown is a white man. Um, I say that for I think some additional context as I continue to read on. So Scott Brown told Insider that potential donors don't respond favorably to reach outs. He was talking about 
African-Americans in this case. And he says, and when people do respond, they often discourage other people from participating. Participating. He said, we specifically advertise on Facebook to African-American donors. When we do so, we get negative comments on those posts. And we do the same thing for other ethnicities and don't get the same reaction as we do when marketing to the African-American donors. Now, (laughs) I know that we all know this. Scott Brown, I'm sure he's highly educated and he should know this. Like one size fit all fits all marketing does not work, right? Um, we are a private people. This is not something that we do often. You advertising on Facebook and then, you know, uh, thinking that people are going to respond publicly, positively for something that, again, Maybe new, a new concept for some people, maybe taboo. It's just not realistic. The article says that the disconnect is deeply rooted in a storied history of validated mistrust. America's horrifying history of using black people as medical research patients has had its long lasting effects. Stories like the Tuskegee experiment and Henrietta Lacks are well-known within the African-American community and have created a wedge of doubt between patients and medical treatment. Now, I am a public health professional. I do work in healthcare. I do understand uh, all of the history and um, the mistrust that was created within the African-American community around these two issues. What I struggle with at this point is understanding if it truly is things like the Tuskegee experiment and, you know, what was done to Henrietta Lacks that are really keeping black men from sperm donation. In my heart of hearts, I think that that would fall pretty low on the list if we were to survey black men about their awareness and perceptions and attitude um, towards sperm donation. Um, Brown also said that he has attempted to connect with African-American donors at the university level to no avail. He says, I've sent letters to black student organizations at universities and have gotten zero response from any of the letters. Oh, Mr. Brown, you sending a generic blanket letter to a student organization at the university level is more than likely not going to get a response. I mean, we are in 2022. <laughs> Mail hard hard copies for this age group that you're trying to um, target, which I would assume would be somewhere between like eighteen. Although eighteen might be a little bit young, um, but like let's say twenty one and thirty five. Right, I'm just giving like a, a broad um, age range that 
is not the way to reach them. People in college, you sending a letter to the president of the of a black student organization, one, the president may have never even received the letter. Two, it's so impersonal, um, impersonal that I wouldn't respond either. Like we really have to step up some of these marketing techniques. And one of the issues that I have is that the people who are in position to uh, develop these strategies don't understand the culture, don't understand how to navigate um, some of the uh, societal challenges, um, some of the preconceived notions, to even begin to open the door for more Black men to explore um, sperm donation as an option. So there, there is clearly a lot of work to do uh, in this area. A black woman that they interviewed for the story said that the cryobanks and health organizations haven't done a great job of informing black Americans that the need for donors is high. As I've said before, I think um, conversations around fertility and infertility we're starting to hear about them more, um, but it's still something that is taboo. Um, there is still a level of shame associated with it in some aspects um, for some people. So these conversations are things that are going to, um, over time, become hopefully uh, less taboo and, and things that we're willing to be more open about, which hopefully will then um, open up conversations around African-Americans and fertility and specifically, or more specifically, um, black men and sperm donation. Um, other potential challenges, which I kind of touched on a little bit earlier um, around why black men may not be as open um, to donating sperm are, you know, fear of the unknown and of family judgment, um, you know, Potential donors know that they will probably have to deal with their parents, you know, getting into their head or, or even their friends, um, you know, asking them why they're doing this. Um, you know, it is something that you have to uh, weigh all of the um, internal kind of options, your internal options, as well as potential external um judgment um, or questions that you may receive um, if you do decide to um, donate sperm. But I wanted to give this little share the science break to basically boil it down to the pickings are slim. Let's get back to the story. Let's talk about this shopping experience. To know me is to know that I have to make almost everything I do an experience. So one night I texted my girl Maddie and I said, let's have a choose my baby daddy party this weekend. One thing about Maddie is she will indulge in about 99% of my shenanigans. So she agreed. The plan was I would come over to the house and we would do a little online shopping for my future baby daddy. 
Saturday came and we gathered around one of my favorite places in her home, the Kitchen Island. With the food and drinks ready, it was time to get our shopping party started with some music. Cues. Who that is? That's just my baby daddy. Who that is? I need like the the part, somebody behind me to come in on the right part, but y'all get my point. We started with the big three. California Cryobank, Seattle Sperm Bank, and Fairfax Cryobank. I selected my filter criteria. African-American, and CMV negative. Those were my bare minimum requirements. There were less than 10 options to choose from across all of those sites. We then expanded the search to men of color, Hispanic, Latino, etc. The pool expanded mm, just a bit. Remember, the most limiting factor of this search was my CMV negative status because pretty much everybody in the world has been exposed to CMV at some point in their life. Of the options we were able to come up with, we read the profiles, we read the staff impressions. Those were hilarious. I think one of them um, said that (laughs) the guy looked like a cross between Diddy and... Wesley Snipes or something. It was something very random. Um, So definitely had a good time laughing at the staff impressions. Um, And of course, we looked at pictures when they were available. I think over the course of like an hour or two, we may have favorited like three or four donors across the three sites. I was aware that there was this one smaller bank, not on the list of recommended banks by Shady Grove, but they did say, you know, you could explore other sperm banks if necessary. Um, So I was hip to a a sperm bank called Zytec um, in Atlanta. So we went and we visited that site and You know, of course, because this sperm bank is in Atlanta, we thought that they would definitely have more black donor options. We go to the site, I enter my criteria, and to my surprise, y'all, this tall, dark, and pretty handsome man popped up on the screen. He was educated, he had quality responses to his uh, profile questions, And he was CMB negative. I thought I had found my guy. I was super excited. But then we had one additional layer that we had to go through. Um, We needed to review his genetic assessment before we could pull the trigger. I began to read his results and then let out a loud, no! Maddie and her husband who's another member of my council, both turned to me like, what? Y'all, me and this man were both carriers for alpha thalassemia. Um, If you listened to episode four, I believe, 23 and T, you will know that I am a carrier for alpha thalassemia. Um, And because we're both carriers of the gene and the Um, associated potential effects on a child that we would have together, my tall, dark, handsome, and CMV-negative brother 
was officially out of the running. I was slightly devastated. Maddie, (laughs) who is one of the most resourceful people I know, definitely out of the two of us, proceeded to take to the internet because she was like, there has to be more options out here. So we were able to find um, one more sperm bank in Orlando. Still not many options, but um, from what I remember, we did find this older, I think, Haitian guy who already had four kids, but he put in his essay that he wanted to help women um, who wanted to have children and couldn't for whatever reason. Um, And so, yeah, I just left that shopping experience that day, feeling very, very discouraged. It also led to some conversations between me, Maddie, and her husband about Black men and sperm donation and what opportunities exist to try to educate and encourage more Black men to consider sperm donation. Like, I really want to understand what are the barriers um, and where are there some opportunities um, to expand the pool Um, because the lack of options, it can be stifling. I left Maddie's house that night feeling the way you feel when you need to find the perfect dress and you hit every store in town only to leave the same way you came. The search continues. And that's where our story will end today. Before I go, this week's song of the episode is Brother by Angie Stone, a song dedicated to and celebrating Black men everywhere. She talks about the depth and breadth of Black men. She says, a lot of my brothers got education. You got your Wall Street brothers, your blue collar brothers. You're down for whatever, chilling on the corner, brother. A talented brother. I actually felt like I sounded like Angie Stone right there. Anyway, my wish is that over time, all of these different types of brothers will be available sperm donors for um, many black women who want to move forward with having a baby, using a donor, or women who have a partner but are experiencing other fertility challenges that um, cause them to have a need for a donor. You can find this song and the many others that have served as the soundtrack for my journey on the Overreaction Podcast playlist available on Apple Music and Spotify. Are we still doing Spotify? I'm sure y'all have heard all that stuff that's going on in the news, but that's neither here nor there. All right, y'all. Remember, stand in your story so you can boldly and confidently show up in the world. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Love what you heard? Go ahead and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Also, I want to hear your overreaction. So head over to TanilDaniels.com and click the podcast tab to share yours. Remember, stand in your story, show up in the world.